This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Shut up and sit down. It's our Breakfast Events Hockey Podcast for the week with Brian Metzer of the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. Listen to Metz during intermissions, post game, and Pens Live Weekly on Saturday. Pens beat the Flyers for the first time this year, 4 to 1 in Philadelphia. We'll get to the game in just a second, but Metz. Let's get to the piece of news that everybody seemed to enjoy talking about even more than that last night, at least on social media, and that is what happened to the Flyers during the game off the ice. (laughs) They had to trade their number five overall pick, Cutter Gauthier, to Anaheim for a defenseman, Jamie Drysdale, and a pick because Gauthier refused to sign with the Flyers, which in of itself is funny enough. But the real thing that had Penguins fans going is that apparently he's a diehard Sidney Crosby loyalist. (laughs) So, of course, Penguins fans are theorizing that he just couldn't stomach the idea of playing for Philadelphia. That's probably not the biggest reason, but how much of a reason is it? Yeah, the reason might be John Tortorella and a couple other things. However, I, like you and everyone else, choose to believe it is due to his uh, blood running black in Vegas gold or gold or whatever the colors seemed to be on any day of the week when he was watching the Penguins growing up. There was a video floating around from his draft day, Tim, where he's asked what his favorite player was. He's in a Flyers jersey, and he just goes on about his affection for Sidney Crosby and Crosby's work ethic and the fact that he, too, fired pucks at the family dryer slash washing machine based on the fact that Sid did it. And then on top of it, Team USA had a video saying, meet Team USA, because he was one of the stars of their gold medal winning World Junior Championship team just this past week. And there he said, 
I'm a recent draft pick of the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm not sure how that's going to roll. I'm a diehard Pittsburgh Penguins fan, essentially, is what he said to paraphrase, which all of that just had me feeling like it was the best heel turn I've ever seen in the National Hockey League. It was uh, the it was Hulk Hogan coming out as a member of the NWO. So I saw Al Morganti speaking during an intermission break about the topic, and he floated out the he just didn't want to play for torts theory as well. But he also suggested that the Flyers may have wanted to sign him but not bring him to the NHL this year, and that might have been at the root of the problem. Yeah, I think uh, there's a little bit of truth to all of that. I was talking to a buddy of mine, Russ Cohen, um, who covers the the Flyers on a day-to-day basis. He's also very good with NHL prospects, covers the draft every year, writes a lot about all the prospects, goes to the USHL camp here in Pittsburgh yearly, all these kinds of things. And he he speculated a couple different things when we spoke. One was the torts factor. Two is the fact that they, as you just mentioned, maybe weren't going to bring him to the National Hockey League this season. And the next thing is, it sounded like Daniel Briere was calling him a left winger. And I don't, I don't know that he was comfortable in that position. Um, it seems like, I don't think the position really had that much to do with it, but he didn't like what he was hearing. And uh, I, I, rather than them continue to try and court him, I guess they decided to pull the trigger. They do get a pretty good player in Jamie Drysdale, except Drysdale's been very much hurt over the last two years. I think he's played 18 combined games or something like that. Uh, just 10 of them coming this season so far. But you heard them talking last night post game that he'll have a big role right off the hop. They're probably going to put him right on their number one power play unit, etc. The former Erie Otter, very good offensively. Uh, that's his his main focus. The other thing that's weird, though, is I don't think I've ever seen an organization take so many shots at a young guy as he was on his way out the door. Everyone from their CEO to Keith Jones to Daniel Briere to John Tortorella all took swipes at him, and then the media went to work. One last thing, Tim, did you hear the stuff that uh, maybe Kevin Hayes got in his ear a little bit as well? Uh, The former flyer that was kind of unceremoniously dispatched a year or so ago after he signed that huge contract with them, there's speculation that he's buddies with um, Cutter and that there was a podcast back in April saying that, you know, it was pretty much him talking, saying, I've done a lot of talking with with Kevin Hayes about the Flyers, et cetera, et cetera. And he's not a fan of the Flyers at this point because of the way he left. All of a sudden, this kid leaves and is not the most popular person in Philadelphia at this point. Hayes is a former Boston College Eagle, too, right? I believe you're right about that. Yes, he is. So there's another connection there. He's got 13 goals at BC and He's a really good player. Not only was he part of the U.S. junior team, Mets, he was the best forward at the tournament. Yeah, he was uh, tied for the league or the, the tournament lead in scoring. And it, it just it came as a shock. I mean, I was watching the, the broadcast in the studio last night out in Bridgeville, Tim. And as that news broke, my jaw just hit the deck. Uh, I, it was odd that it happened in game. It was odd that there was no speculation, no rumor, no anything. And Keith Jones uh, spoke to that during uh, his media availability, pretty much saying that we are very happy with all of the people we engaged in this situation, that not one word about it broke. No one had the story. Everyone kept it very much a secret. And uh, that's the first time I can recall that happening in the NHL in quite a while, uh, that everybody wasn't kicking it around. All of the national guys seem to be taken by surprise. But it all comes down to he wasn't going to sign and they didn't want to lose him for nothing. How about Scott Hartnell just indignant that he wouldn't sign with, quote, one of the best organizations in the <laughs> NHL? Really? 
I will paraphrase Mark Madden in saying, have you ever seen the Flyers win the Stanley Cup? Uh, that's another thing. Plus, they have a little bit of a log jam at certain forward positions there. And if you weren't going to give the, the kid a chance to play in the league, I think he's already shown that he could be a viable NHL player almost immediately once his college season ends. Why would you um, not give him a chance to even get a cup of coffee at the end of the year? And it sounds like they were not going to do it. So, hey, Hartnell, you better you, you better be lucky that Cy Clark is not walking the earth anymore to give you any guff because I think that was a bit of melodrama from uh, the former Flyer. Does it speak to a bigger topic of conversation? Morganti kind of went in this direction a little bit too, especially now with NIL coming into play with a few college hockey schools. It's not like a ton of them or anything, but a few. Does it bring up any sort of reconsideration about drafting high-end U.S. national team or college players because of the circumstances? I don't think so because hockey hasn't gotten to the point where football is, where you have guys in college football making well more than they could make as rookies in the National Football League. Whereas in hockey, I think this really was a situational problem, Tim. Everything just stacked up in a way that this kid wasn't going to you know, maybe get the opportunity that he wanted there. Uh, I don't think we've seen a lot of U.S.-born or, or U.S. collegiate players going down this road. Yeah, there's always guys that don't end up signing with their team, but usually they're the guys that are late bloomers that maybe think they're worth more. Uh, Matt Gilroy comes to mind a few years back. I know, geez, it's probably a decade ago at this point, but he was one of the those high-profile uh, free agents. Jimmy Vesey was that way, where they were drafted, didn't end up signing with their team, became free agents, and ended up going to somewhere else and never really panned out anyway. I think Cutter Gauthier is going to be a star in the league, not at a superstar level, but probably a very, very good forward. And now he joins the Anaheim Ducks in a situation where he's going to be thrilled probably. He gets to play Right off the right off the jump with um, Trevor Zegras, who is a former USA talent himself. You have Mason McTavish there. You got Carlson that they just drafted this past year, who is already making a name for himself. Two great defensive prospects, uh, Dostal in goal. I think overall he landed in a spot where he can get a great opportunity right away. And so, to your original point, I don't think it had much to do with. NIL money or being, you know, a concern for teams drafting collegiate players. I think it was just situational, stirring together bad things he's heard, the coach, and maybe not getting the opportunity right away that he thought he deserved. Brian Metzer, Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. Metz, how about the game itself? I was, uh, I had a good time with that one, Tim. It was a, a fun hockey game. The Penguins getting a power play goal just 45 seconds in was huge, especially he comes off the stick of Ricard Raquel, who's been cruising along here at a nice click lately tic-tac-toe passing he's hot sid. yeah he's really it's sid to jake to gino with the backdoor pass to to ricky for the goal so that was big the fact that they got the second goal was even bigger and they weathered a storm i thought the flyers really laid it on in the second period with 14 shots penguins did a great job of smothering them in the third and if you the biggest win is not getting sucked into the to the you know mischief the Flyers tried to do the goonism that we've seen many, many times in the past, and the Penguins usually take that bait, hook, line, and sinker. They did not do it last night, even though Chris Letang shed a lot of blood. And we got some comic relief with Evgeny Malkin in the box saying, essentially, scoreboard, you expletive, expletive. <laughs> I'm score expletive, expletive. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, I think he he was uh, – it was a little bit of colorful commentary from uh, Big G. They needed that one, uh, given the timing and given their state of affairs. And, uh, you know, I, it's nice in the sense that 
finally the rest of the division has come back to them as they've come back up to the rest of the division. It's not like they're free and clear of anybody, but you know, I just I feel like there's no opportunity left in this season for them to squire themselves away in a top three. Like they're they're just gonna have to sweat this out the same way the Steelers just did to get in the playoffs and the same way they didn't do last year, you know, coming down to the last game of the season. Yeah. I think it's gonna amount to that, but you know, there was a while where I thought, are they ever going to get themselves into a playoff slot because of what we just discussed? They, they, they constantly were pushing the rock up the mountain, but um, as soon as they would get to like the seventh or eighth spot, they'd lose two in a row and the Caps would win two in a row or something like that. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right, Tim. I mean, when you look at them now, though, they're tied for the final wild card spot with the New Jersey Devils at 44 points. They're only five points removed from the Carolina Hurricanes, who are in the number two spot in the Metropolitan Division. And when you look at the stats for the league, over the span of time between December 12th and today, the Penguins have gone 9-3-1. and one. They have the third highest point total over that span. And they've started to look kind of like a pretty decent hockey team. Their power play over that span has been 21.8%. Still could be the world's better Last night is a prime example of it. They got the big goal that they needed, but still not scoring enough. In the first period alone, they went one for five on the power play, finished the night one for six. It could have put the game out of reach had they scored even one more power play goal. But all that being said, they're getting the good goaltending. I know the numbers aren't eye-popping in terms of the straight stats, but Alex Nedeljkovic now 6-1-1 one one in his last uh, seven appearances, eight appearances, because one of those wasn't a game in which he started. Uh, Tristan Jari is 3-2-0 over that span. I think Ned is nose-to-head in that competition. I'm not sure I'd be surprised to see him play against the Vancouver Canucks later this week. But you're getting scoring from up and down the lineup. You're getting, I think, 15 different guys have goals over this span. 19 different guys have points. Um, There's just a lot of good things happening for the Penguins now that were not in effect back when we first started uh, watching them kind of crash and burn and nosedive a little bit this season. And it's just, it's all of it. It's just coming together at the right time. One thing to note last night, Tim, Noah Chari was in the lineup for them. He was not there for the first two Flyers games, and it seemed like that kind of player being available to them made a difference. Finally, Mets, and you just mentioned it. They've got Vancouver coming up on Thursday. Then it's away at Carolina on Saturday and then uh, Seattle and Vegas. So they kind of got a mixed bag of Western Conference teams home and away. They're at Vegas on the 20th. Uh, yeah. So what do we make of uh, these next four games here where one's an important one against Carolina for Eastern Conference positioning, and then the other three between Thursday and next Saturday are Vancouver, Seattle, and Vegas, all Western Conference teams. Oh, and then uh, Arizona on the 22nd as well. So it's actually four or five against the West coming up. Well, that's not going to be an easy road for them, Tim. I mean, Carolina, obviously, that's a huge game because you want to get those points because you are trying to chase them down for that spot in the top three. Uh, Vancouver having their best season in recent memory. They may not have had a year like this since the year they went to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, it's probably the last time. They're, they're just sitting there with 55 points, and it's all those that little bit of old Pittsburgh Penguins flavor. Rick Tockett has them playing. Uh, a pretty nice style of hockey. They're getting good goaltending. Patrick Alvine and Jim Rutherford have made some shrewd moves, and maybe some of the moves they didn't make have benefited them. They didn't move on from B- Brock Besser. He's one of the best goal scorers in the league this year, and I think that the biggest problem with him was 
putting the issues with his father behind him. And when I say that, his dad was sick and he lost him. And I think that really devastated him and, and held him back for almost two full seasons. Now he's back to being that sniping goal scorer. They kept Garland. That's working out well for them. So, And then, of course, uh, Elias Pettersson um, popping off as uh, one of the best forwards in the league. Golden Knights, we saw what they went into a little bit of a swoon, just three and seven in their last 10. But they're still the eighth top team in the league with 51 points. So it's a it's going to be a good test of games. Uh, and that includes the Kraken, who have been led all of a sudden by Joey Decord in net, who missed, what, almost two full seasons in a way once he was acquired in the expansion draft. So it's um, going to be a good week to evaluate where the Penguins truly are and telling us if they are the team I mentioned to you a moment ago as becoming actually a potential good team in this Eastern Conference. Yeah, that Pacific Division is fascinating right now, not just with Vancouver on top, like you said, with 55 points. That's the second highest total in the league. And yeah, the Knights have been struggling, uh, winning just three of their last ten. But then he got the Kings, who have lost five in a row as well. They're struggling like Vegas. And Edmonton and Seattle are hot a pistol, uh, the two of them. Like, the yep. Oilers have won seven in a row. The Kraken have won six in a row. They're unbeaten in regulation anyway in their last ten. So that's really forming to be quite an interesting division and then that top sort of five teams uh, in that hierarchy there. And all those teams have been in the mix in recent memory for the playoffs slash, you know, being in contention for maybe even Stanley Cups. I mean, Vegas did what they did just in uh, very recent memory. Vancouver has kind of come out of nowhere for the season that they're having. But all of them are teams that when you look at preseason predictions and rankings, people select them as ones that could have been formidable foes this year. So uh, it's it's not going to be an easy trek for the Pens, and I'm glad in a way that the Penguins aren't playing in the Pacific Division based on everything that you just said. The fact that this Metro Division beats itself up and and um, pretty much keeps the teams bunched up almost helps their cause in staying in contention for not only the wild card, but even getting a potential top three spot in the division before it's all said and done. One note I left off for the Pens, Tim, when we talked about them, suddenly sitting there at a um, plus 15 goal differential for the season, which is among some of the best in the league, there's a plus 28 for the Bruins, plus 24 for the Panthers, uh, plus 20 for the Rangers. Uh, and that's just in the Eastern Conference. The Penguins would rank probably fourth or fifth at a quick glance. They don't really hang with some of those teams on the other side of the docket in the West. But I'm, I'm pretty happy seeing the uh, the plus 15, even though the team they play on Thursday is a plus 50, the Vancouver Canucks, which is insane. Mets, I can't wait to get myself my Cutter Gauthier Philadelphia Flyers number question mark jersey in the mail as soon as possible. <laughs> I, I I just think that couldn't have gone any better, Tim. I was so uh, excited about the whole situation to see him go where he's going to go because it gives another good forward. But yeah, to see the, uh, the orange and black tears fall uh, was kind of interesting. I've never seen such salt coming from the other end of the Commonwealth <laughs> as I did last night. Brian Metzer, Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.